The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, we all know that today is the sixth anniversary of 9-11, and certainly whether you want to acknowledge it to yourself today or not, or whether you have acknowledged it yet, certainly by the end of this show you will be acknowledging it, uh, this day has caused a whole mass of tumultuous feelings to be stirred up inside each and every one of us. And today's show is called, So You Think Terrorism Is Dead, Think Again. Your mind and your body remember 9-11 as if it were yesterday, even though today is the sixth anniversary. In this show, I'm going to be imploring you to break through your denial because I want you to be able to start to heal and to strengthen yourself to face whatever may lie ahead in the war on terror. Now, as many of you know, um, I have written a book called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted that was published last year in London. And uh, the Americanized version, uh, or should I say the less Londonized version, is going to be published in America this year. Um, so this is obviously a subject that I feel incredibly passionate about. When 9-11 happened six years ago, I realized, um, once I got over the shock of it myself, that this was the way that I could contribute the most to people in America and people all over the world in terms of helping people heal from psychological problems. Because whether you have acknowledged it already or not, um, Really, despite the fact that there have been no major attacks on America um, since 9-11, that memory, that event, that, uh, whether you want to call it post-traumatic stress or what I call it uh, in my book, terrorist stress syndrome, that uh, event has really continued to cause ripples to go through all of us, particularly in America, uh, but really it's been felt around the world. But, you know, what's interesting is that um, despite hearing about terrorism ever since that day in the news every day, we have developed, many of us have put our heads in the sand. I mean, there are certainly some of us who recognize how our minds and our body have been impacted by that day. But there are others who um, just think that if they can close their ears to uh, hearing about it on the radio or close their eyes to seeing news about it on television, that they will be okay. And yet the truth is um, that we, many of us, most of us, have nightmares 
maybe not as, as acutely as closer to that day, but certainly continuing in one form of another or another from that time. They may not take the form uh, of Twin Towers falling, as perhaps they did closer to 9-11-2001, but there are other symbolic versions of this catastrophe that continue in our nightmares. Now, if you look at, um, you know, to, to consider this theme, the, the title of our show, So You Think Terrorism is Dead, Think Again, let's just think about what's going on in today's news. Of course, um, the top news item are the memorials that are going on uh, in New York and Washington and Pennsylvania and all over, um, well, not only all over America, but our troops in Iraq and Afghanistan um, and in other places as well, are recognizing, remembering, honoring the people who died on 9-11. And certainly that is one way that we each should celebrate, so to speak, mark today's date um, by doing something, whether it's lighting a candle in our home, something really simple, or planting a flower in our garden, or... Um, sitting on a park bench for an hour quietly by ourselves and just thinking about the people who died and the heroes who lost their many of whom lost their lives. We each need to do something to mark today. And you know, it's so many people when 9/11 approaches, you know, it's for many of us it's unconscious. We feel a growing anxiety like, oh, that date is coming around again. Um, it has a lot of, it stirs up a lot of memories. If you want to think about it as a, as PTSD, um, perhaps because that's more familiar to everyone, certainly you may have heard about how, uh, things trigger PTSD to come back. So for example, if you were injured in a car accident and you're driving a car and a, a car honks their horn behind you, uh, it could bring back memories of that accident. Well, certainly this is on a larger scale than a car accident, uh, although perhaps not quite as personal if you weren't involved or you didn't have a loved one who was involved um, in the catastrophe of that day, the tragedy. But it's the same principle that when things, when you come across things that remind you of an event that caused a huge emotional traumatic reaction, they will bring back some of those same feelings that you had on that day when you experienced the event. And similarly with terrorist stress syndrome, what I call it, because it isn't exactly, it doesn't really fit neatly into um, what we call post-traumatic stress disorder, but it's similar. It's a cousin. So when you look at the events of today, things that are going on um, that show us that terrorism isn't dead, we have um, the news of uh, the second tape from Osama bin Laden, the second videotape coming out in less than a week. In this tape, which I'll talk about in a little more detail, um, this more current one, more recent one, he praised one of the hijackers from 9-11. In the one before, it was more of a tape sort of uh, <laughs> showing us that, um, that he was still alive and kicking and uh, that he was looking healthier than people had thought that he was. 
Um, certainly he was known to have kidney disease, and there has been speculation over the years that perhaps um, his ill health was getting to him more and more since it had been quite some time since we had seen a current video of him. And um, so that was proving to us in both of these tapes that uh, indeed he isn't, or at least he doesn't look like he's at death's door because of ill health. Um, He's uh, commemorating 9-11 in his own way. And there's been lots of speculation as to what these tapes mean, whether uh, they might mean, you know, what's, what's not very reassuring is that you have people in various positions in the government or in Homeland Security that interpret this in different ways, some saying, oh, no, uh, this doesn't mean that a threat is imminent, and others saying, yes, he could be giving a signal to his followers to actually um, go ahead and uh, go on with whatever the, the plot was that they had been planning, that this is the go-ahead signal. Again, we'll talk about more about more of these tapes later, but, you know, uh, the fact that the, the fact that there is this tape, uh, are these tapes, at this time uh, adds to the triggering of our feelings and adds to the confusion of the day and the cloud that hangs over our head whether we want to acknowledge it and put up our umbrellas or not. Today's news also includes uh, news of the uh, from China that the Beijing Olympics face a terrorist threat. They're very concerned about that for the upcoming uh, Olympics. That's one of the problems or sort of the more, most major problem that they face. Um, it, today there was a Turkish terror plot that was foiled. There was also a terror plot that was foiled in Germany. Uh, also today, there were rockets that landed in Israel and killed dozens of troops. And now the, the big question is, will, what will Israel do to retaliate or will they retaliate? Of course, it's always unfair. You know, it's, uh, uh, Bush thinks that we shouldn't, that we should retaliate. Uh, we should wipe out terrorists, certainly killing Osama bin Laden, and we will kill him, he again reiterates today, six years later. Um, but when Israel does something to try to defend itself, oh, that's a different story. The world comes down on Israel. There's also in recent times, recent weeks, there was a terror, terrorist plot, another a, a previous terrorist plot that was foiled in Germany, a very serious one, and there was one recently that was foiled in Denmark. And uh, in an ongoing manner, the terrorists, uh, it was uh, recently reported that terrorists have been using Disney characters to preach jihad, such as the Lion King, such as Mickey Mouse preaching jihad against the United States and Israel. We had Disney's um, one of Disney's family members speaking out against this. <laughs> um, I guess maybe... <laughs> They may have wanted royalties, but in any case, um, they were upset that um, in these versions of, of Disney characters, uh, Mickey Mouse was killed by an Israeli agent 
in their stories, of course, to motivate little children to hate Israel, to hate the United States, um, and to join the jihad movement. And that's that's a rather sobering uh, thought that these innocent characters that American children grew up on are now being uh, kidnapped, hijacked, just like the planes, to promote jihad. So if you're thinking that terrorism is dead or the threat of terrorism is dead or that there can never be a nine, another 9-11, you need to really think again. And um, the reason why you need to think again is, is you know, not to just uh, walk around being upset and scared and stay in your bed and pull the covers up over you, but in order to be able to start doing something now to strengthen your mind, strengthen your psyche, your psychological resilience, and to strengthen your physical resilience, because um, by facing the threat, by facing the fact that it really is uh, likely that we are not going to be able to foil all the plots all, all the time because there are so many people who are have gotten caught up for all kinds of reasons um, to in this jihad movement in wanting to wipe out anyone who doesn't believe in the Islamic religion. And so I'll be talking more today about um, what we're facing and about how you can, what you can do to preserve and strengthen your own resilience. And I'm going to be also talking to you about the uh, 10 warning signs of terrorist stress syndrome. So you can recognize whether perhaps some of these things have been happening to you in the past six years. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about So You Think Terrorism is Dead, Think Again, on the 6th anniversary of 9-11. You know, also in the headlines, I'm talking about uh, some of these headlines that show terrorism isn't dead. I also want to point out some of the headlines that are related to um, what I'm trying to get you to realize so you can do something about it, that um, there have been headlines recently related to things that have been on the rise in America that are related to this terrorist threat, to our reaction to this ongoing terrorist threat, whether we're in denial or not. For example, you may have heard um, some reports fairly recently regarding suicide being on the increase, teen suicide. I would suggest that um, besides the other problems that teenagers are are facing more and more these days, such as um, having, such as you know, seeing so much violence on television in the mo- and in the movies, seeing so much sex on television and in the movies, which uh, are urging them to have sexual experiences because they're you know these cool characters that they identify with. Uh, on television and in the movies are having sex. And so uh, ki- teenagers, especially girls, are feeling the, the pressure, well, boys too, are feeling the pressure to engage in sexual activity much earlier than they are emotionally ready for it. But it's the girls who um, wind up being hurt more easily because while they're thinking of picket fences and roses and going into the sunset happily ever after, boys that age are thinking of uh, counting up the notches on their belt. So, yes, there and there are lots of parents getting divorced. I was talking uh, before about last week about um, the custody battles and, and all the increased divorces that are going on. Certainly there are lots of problems that teenagers are facing. But in that list, um, <laughs> near the top of the list, if not the top, is the recognition that the world is um, is blowing up in various places all over the place, <laughs> all over it, and um, that there is this constant threat that perhaps their parents 
have their head in the sand and are not willing to acknowledge um, the terrorist threat that does exist. But certainly teenagers um, are aware of it and are afraid that their life expectancy is not going to be as long as they once thought and that parents and the government are not doing enough to protect them. So certainly that plays a role in this increase in suicide. You've heard about the increase in obesity in America. Record numbers, um, children, adults. Um, there was a report just recently about children's uh, increased obesity, the increasing numbers of children who are obese, and of how now they're beginning to see the um, the medical impact of that. In other words, just like in adults, if um, obesity causes things like heart problems, high blood pressure, um, diabetes, all of these things are now being found in children who have become obese. And um, the obesity is um, our one way of our coping, and not a very healthy way, but one way of our coping with this threat of terrorism by not acknowledging it and by not doing things. And I'll tell you um, later in the show some of the things that you can do, but by not acknowledging that we have to do something to protect ourselves physically and mentally to be able to endure this marathon, uh, this constant threat of terrorism, without do- acknowledging that, facing that, then we, you know, just go underground and we eat particularly comfort foods to comfort ourselves. Um, we eat foods that, uh, such as pizza or mashed potatoes or ice cream or chocolate chip cookies, things that our parents gave us as children when they wanted to comfort us. Don't cry. You'll have, I'll get you an ice cream cone. Don't cry. I'll get you a chocolate cupcake. Don't cry. We'll have spaghetti tonight. Um, Whatever the particular foods are that you had as a child when your parents were trying to comfort you, those are the foods that we instinctively go to when we want to comfort ourselves. It brings back, or we're trying to bring back at least, those comforted feelings that we had as children. So that's part of it. Another part of it, of course, is children, more children being left at home uh, with the television as babysitters and uh, these children feeling neglected and depressed and eat more because they're depressed. Um, and we're all eating more in a sense because, well, depressed and anxious um, because we're feeling depressed and anxious. A PTSD or the terrorist stress syndrome that I, I named it um, is a, are forms of anxiety disorder. So all of these things, another example is alcoholism. We have heard in the news, I'm sure you've heard, that there is an increasing number of people who are drinking more. More people drinking more. Same thing with obesity. More people eating more. Um, where do you think that that's coming from? Why is there this, this, this increase today? You know, why has it been um, and increasing uh, why now, in other words? And why? Because we are having cognitive dissonance. We are, on the one hand, when we hear news reports, bombarded every day, as we are, with news reports of um, different, you know, terrorist attacks, terrorist threats, terrorist attacks in other countries. So many of us in America think, oh, well, it's over there. Where is that country anyway? I never heard of that. 
Oh, well, it's, it must be far away. It's not in our backyard, so I'm not going to worry about it, right? That's what you, a lot of us are thinking about. But at the same time, you know, we think about that um, in one level, but and we, we get desensitized to hearing day after day after day uh, reports, different kinds of, of stories about terrorism. And we just get desensitized to it and we close our ears to it and let it go over our head so that we can quell the anxiety that's beginning to flutter in our stomachs. And um, But it's, it's cognitive dissonance in the sense that on one level, we're desensitized and we pretend that terrorism doesn't exist so we don't have to be worried about it or do anything about it, God forbid. Um, and at another level, at an unconscious level, we are worried, we are scared, we are depressed. We are a whole myriad of feelings. And um, the only way that we are able, going to be able to be strong enough to weather this storm, which may go on for for a very, very long time, is to start confronting this and start doing something about it um, to to make us, and I'm not just talking, you know, I'm not talking about duct tape here. <laughs> Beyond duct tape, um, I mean, yes, of course we should have kits, you know, emergency kits in our home, especially these days, not only in regard to terrorism, but um, in regard to the weather patterns that, depending upon where you live, um, affect us all over the world. It's not just in America, of course. We're having um, tsunamis and earthquakes and uh, tornadoes and hurricanes and all kinds of um, problems all over the world, you know, as a result of global warming primarily. So really, wherever you live, you should be having an earth a uh, well saying earthquake because I live in California, but you should be having a an emergency kit um, of some sort, no matter where you live in the world, because there are potential emergencies. So things like food and water and and um, gas in your car and and you know trying to keep it uh, more full than you know being aware of keeping your gas tank uh, more full so that you can make a quick getaway not just letting it go to, especially nowadays since gas costs so much, there's a tendency to want to wait till it gets to the last drop before you go out and buy uh, more. But um, that's obviously not a good idea because what if you had to uh, uh, evacuate in a hurry and you're, <laughs> you're running on fumes? Um, so, but I'm not just talking about, and there's a whole list. I actually talk about that in my book. I give a whole list of things that you need to have in your emergency kit and special things in relation to terrorism and particularly in regard to uh, biological and chemical and nuclear potential attacks. But I'm not talking about that kind of preparedness right now. I mean, that's, that's um, something that not enough of us have done, certainly, um, and we need to do, but I'm talking about more of an emotional and physical kind of preparedness. And as I said, I, I will talk about that more. But this cognitive dissonance, you know, recognizing being desensitized, sticking our heads in the sand on one level, and yet at an unconscious level, really having uh, deep emotional reactions to living under the threat of terrorism. And the problem is that these, it's the unconscious 
emotions that are causing us to act out in unhealthy ways. And obesity and alcoholism and suicide, certainly, I guess that's the extreme, um, are these unhealthy ways. And there are many, many more ways, such as illness. You know, we may talk about, we may pretend to ourselves and to other people that we don't, you know, care about these terrorists. Well, it's never going to happen here. It's not going to happen. Oh, so even if it happens, one lone suicide bomber, what's the chance that it's going to be in our neighborhood? You know, yeah, it might happen in some mall somewhere, but it's not going to happen to me, right? Isn't that what you're thinking? Well, there are many people all over the world who have thought that and who have either had been victims themselves of terrorist attacks or have had loved ones be victims of terrorist attacks. These same people who thought, you know, it could never happen here, it could never touch my life. And certainly on the sixth anniversary of 9-11, there are plenty of people today who are remembering their loved ones, their friends, uh, the people who were the first responders in their neighborhood who had thought it could never happen here. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. 
On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch on the 6th anniversary of 9-11. So you think terrorism is dead? Think again. In the second Osama bin Laden videotape that was released uh, today... Um, he called on Muslim youths to join a caravan of martyrs. And he also praised as a champion Walid el-Shari, one of the militants who flew two hijacked planes into the World Trade Center. Um, he was shown in, in the video, Shari was shown of the, in warning the United States, we shall come at you from your front and back, your right and left. How could we desire anything other than your killing when our Lord has ordered us thus? So, you know, and yes, you could say, well, he obviously made this video before he dies in September 11th, six years ago, and there hasn't, uh, no one has been coming at us from our front and back, right and left, yet. <laughs> but there certainly were, I mean, actually they were. It's just that plots have been foiled in various places uh, throughout the United States and and uh, there are certainly many others, as I speak today, that are being hatched and hopefully will be foiled before they uh, come to fruition. Some of the things, it's very frustrating, some of the things that our government officials do in this war on terror. Uh, for example, the uh, Francis Townsend, who is a Homeland, homeland Security Advisor, uh, said about Osama bin Laden in regard to these two recent videotapes, this is a man on the run in a cave who is virtually impotent other than his ability to get these messages out. Well, <laughs> oh my, calling Osama bin Laden virtually impotent is about the worst thing that one can do. And wherever he is... <laughs> Uh, perhaps he's listening to this show because he does have Internet access. And wherever he is, uh, he certainly is going to become aware of statements like that. And that is just a taunt. I mean, that is the most powerful taunt that one could use because, in fact, um, 9-11 was Osama bin Laden's way of showing that he is anything but impotent. Uh, destroying the Twin Towers, the highest buildings in New York, aside from the fact that, yes, they were the financial center and the business center and all of that, they were the highest buildings. In other words, they were phallic symbols. They were symbols of America's power. And Osama bin Laden on 9-11, six years ago, castrated 
the Twin Towers in his effort to prove that he is the strongest man, the most manly man on the planet, the most powerful man. And so I, I just, you know, you just have to wonder, I just have to wonder, what are some of these people thinking in um, saying these things that, you know, obviously they're not in tune with what makes Osama tick because they would know that um, that that's just a statement that is bound to enrage him all the more. And not that we have to just worry about Osama. Certainly there are all kinds of splinter groups. And, and uh, yes, he is an important man. He's their leader, in a, in a sense, um, an icon, uh, the number one martyr. Um, but... But, you know, it's not, it's not about, um, just about him, but certainly when he sends out these tapes, it has a great impact on people who are planning terrorist attacks all over the world. Uh, it's sort of a rallying cry, whether he is making a specific, uh, covert, hidden, uh, signal to people to make attacks or not. Certainly it would have the effect, the impact of spurring them on. And then, of course, we hear from Bush saying, um, we will, let's see, where is that? We will, uh, we will get bin Laden. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, you know, Bush, President Bush has been saying this for six years. And, uh, it kind of has less impact, um, as the years go by. I mean, yes, certainly there are people out there looking for him. And yes, it will be important to find him. Not that that's going to stop terrorism, uh, the movement, if if uh, he is found. But certainly, it will be a significant victory in the war on terror. But you know, this is making it harder for all of us in America because um, we recognize that these are uh, that these that <laughs> that we're not being as well protected or taken care of uh, as we would like by some of the statements and things that our leaders are currently and have been doing. Let me um, go into what I'm talking about in regard to the terrorist stress syndrome, which is what I have named this syndrome that I feel that's a cousin to post-traumatic stress disorder, but... um, but something very specific to uh, 9-11 and to the threat of terrorism. And I'm going to go through the 10 warning signs, and you can answer for yourself whether you have any of these signs, and um, particularly whether you have felt an increase in this as 9-11, the anniversaries, including today, uh, come upon us each year. And so uh, why don't you get ready with a pen and paper and see how many of these you have. One, are you feeling out of control of your emotions or your life? Two, do you feel emotionally numb or withdrawn while your reality feels blurred? Three, are you angry or scared that no one seems truly able to protect you from impending doom? Four, do you try to comfort yourself by indulging in self-destructive habits such as binge eating or drinking. Five, are you feeling sad, anxious, or having trouble sleeping, sometimes because of nightmares? Six, do you find yourself staring into space 
distracted, having trouble with your memory or concentration. Seven, do you feel easily tired and irritable, have erratic mood swings, or think people are out to hurt you? Eight, do you avoid intimacy or compulsively seek intimate encounters to escape into? Nine, are you feeling aggressive or violent towards yourself or others? Ten, have you had any accidents or nagging physical ailments like headaches, colds, or pain? So why don't you um, mark down, count the number of yeses you had to that, and um, if you've had three or more, um, I would say that you are suffering from uh, terrorist stress syndrome, which means that you are feeling the stress in an ongoing manner since 9-11 from six years ago. It may fluctuate. You may feel it worse at more times than other times. Certainly the anniversaries of 9-11 would bring back this stress syndrome more. Um, I will tell you where you can buy my book at the end of the show. Uh, if you would like the one that was published in London, as I said, there's going to be a, an American one coming out this year, but most of it is really the same because it, we're all, essentially, it's a universal problem. So um, so it's the, the psychological aspects that I talk about are essentially the same wherever you're living in the world. Um, what can you do? To, uh, if you're going to realize, if you hopefully have been realizing now, that uh, indeed you may be suffering from living under the threat of terrorism. In other words, it's not just about 9-11. That was something, the significance of that day is that that shook us from our, um, our safe sense of, our, our false sense of security. Because really there were warnings about terrorism and future terrorist attacks for years before that. Uh, you know, that's come out in, in government investigations after the fact, after 9-11, um, that really there were warnings about that coming for years, just as we will say um, when the next terrorist attack strikes on American soil that there were warnings of, of terrorist attacks coming to America for years, you know, attacks post-9-11. Um, so, you know, living under this threat, having to pretend to ourselves every day that it's not going to happen today or it's not going to happen here, takes a toll on us psychologically and physically. And we can either pretend that that it's not or we can start to do something to help ourselves uh, to be stronger, to be able to to withstand this constant every day. It's not, as I was saying, not just about 9-11. It's about living every day with this threat and how to do this in a more, um, in a healthier way so that we don't resort to all these different self-destructive behaviors that we are engaging in more and more. Um, it's, you know, I mentioned obesity and alcoholism and, and increased illness. Um, you know, the, 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 heart attacks, uh, cancer, diabetes, any kind of illness that you can think of is perpetuated, uh, brought about, exacerbated by stress, 
I mean, that's not anything new, but what is new is needing to recognize that we're living with this terrorist stress syndrome that is causing these kinds of problems to show themselves. And I look around you, look at your friends and relatives as well as yourself, and think about whether there have been more people who have gotten sicker, perhaps died, in these last six years. I mean, really, take stock of that. It's really rather, um, rather shocking and, and, um, and rather telling. And what it tells us is that if we don't want to be <laughs> part of that group, um, we need to start doing something now, actually yesterday, but certainly we can start today. Um, on the anniversary of 9-11 is a very good time to start to do things that will protect us psychologically and physically. And when we come back, I'll tell you about some of those things. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm talking today about the sixth anniversary of 9-11 and what we can do to start living healthier lives despite living with terrorist stress syndrome. So I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america Carla St. Rose Ryan is a woman on a mission to educate and inform single mothers and parents everywhere to the dangers that their children face while they're not looking and how they can protect their children's innocence. Join Carla every Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific for Breaking the Silence on the Voice America channel. Be a part of the solution. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, commemorating the sixth anniversary of 9-11 today and hoping that um, I can uh, get you all to realize how important it is to make this day the beginning of your becoming more resilient to face this um, limitless, at least uh, no one can give us a time limit, of living under the threat of terrorism, the cloud that uh, hangs over us, though perhaps it's just affecting us unconsciously, we need to make it more conscious so we can do something. Now, in my book, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, that was published in the UK on the anniversary, the first anniversary of 7-7, the London bombings, um, I talk about 365 things that you can do to help yourself to cope with the threat of terrorism. And um, I will, um, and you'll be able to get that book if you'd like to get it before it comes out in its American version, which uh, is this year. But um, as I said, it's since the, the emotions are universal, uh, you can actually get that book on my website, either my website, drcarol.com, um, or the my website for the book, which is copingwithterrorism.com. But some of the things are um, knowing, being consciously aware uh, of living each day to its fullest. We we sort of have that as a platitude. We've heard that a million times, um, but we can think about that uh, with more seriously when we recognize that there is this threat and that um, we should make this more of a pl- less of a platitude and take it to heart more fully. Um, we need to appreciate the people in our lives, the love that we have in our lives, the nature that's in our lives, the earth, the fact that it, you know it ties into global warming in the sense that that this is one of the greatest gifts that we have in life, the trees, the ocean, uh, the parks, the um, beaches, the lakes, all of the things, the flowers, all of the things, the sunrise, the sunset, all of the things that, that are free that um, we really don't take enough time to enjoy each day. You know, the, the, I remember right after 9-11 uh, recognizing that, you know, when you have certain things that you do each week, like meeting a friend for tennis, each week or um, a friend for coffee each week or you know things that are part of our weekly schedule that that are pleasant things that we take for granted that are going to happen the next week you know this is our weekly whatever and we just assume it's going to go on next week and then when 9/11 happened many of these uh, weekly rituals that we took for granted were interrupted and all of a sudden it made us think then, um, oh, yes, I would miss this if I didn't have it every week. And these are the things that we need to be more conscious of um, that that we just take for granted. So many things we take for granted are just going to go on indefinitely. And if we 
put more consciousness on them, we can appreciate them more fully and not that they're just something in our schedule or something on our to-do list. One of the things also that um, would be a wonderful way of making an annual tradition um, for 9-11, a way of remembering 9-11, is by doing good deeds. Besides lighting candles and planting flowers and doing things to commemorate the people who died on 9-11, you can commemorate the people who are still alive in your life by doing good deeds for them. It could be simple things like making eye contact and smiling at people that you meet. Or uh, for today, if it's not too late where you are, um, you can still bring, or even if it is too late for today, I'm sure they'd appreciate it tomorrow too, bringing goodie baskets to the police and fire departments in your neighborhood. These are people who are going to be first responders when terrorism strikes. Um, you can do, all, there are all kinds of projects, an unlimited number of projects all over the world. You don't have to be in America to commemorate 9-11 in these positive ways. There are people who need help all over the world. You can do things such as helping people to rebuild their houses, helping people who are hungry by bringing them food or, um, or bringing them other things that they need in their life. Um, you can do things like um, helping improve education, helping improve literacy where you are, uh, volunteering in whatever way is you would enjoy, reading to the blind, um, helping children after school, making a program for children after school that will uh, help to tutor them. You can, uh, someone has donated one of his kidneys to help a seriously ill 9-11 worker. Someone else, for example, has helped stranded turtles crossing the road. Um, I mean, there are no, the, the ways that you can do good are as individual as you are. And the opportunities to do good are totally global. And you, the idea is not just to do these good things on 9-11, although certainly this is a good time to start, but throughout the year. There was a study that was done at Harvard that found that in as few as five months after 9-11, most Americans had gone back to their daily lives and were not more engaged in doing good as they said they had hoped to be. Now, that's pretty sad. What's sad is not only that people who need good acts to be done for them, and quite frankly, we all do. We all need that smile. We all need uh, the hug. We all need someone to be nice to us every day. We don't have to be poor or blind or hungry or disabled in some way. Every single one of us needs an act of human kindness to help our day go better. None of us, you know, are above that, are so, uh, are so happy or on top of the world that we couldn't be that much happier with a, a hug or um, someone acknowledging something that we need. Uh, and so, so, you know, there is no excuse um, for, for any of us to not become engaged in something that will help others. Perhaps joining a choir that sings in at old age homes. 
Um, I mean, if you look in your local newspapers or you look on the Internet under volunteer opportunities, I mean, you would be flooded by ways to help other people. Uh, there are ways to help servicemen, for example, you know, sending them, sending them all kinds of gifts or um, care packages or, uh, you know, that's another example. I mean, there, there's just an unlimited n- number of ways that you can actually do good. And today, the sixth anniversary of 9-11 is a good place to start if you haven't already. Again, my website for buying the book, which is called, at this point, (laughs) the first book that came out in the UK, is called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, and the website is copingwithterrorism.com. And in that book, um, you'll certainly find a lot more of the descriptions of the emotions that you're feeling, how to cope with them for yourself, for your children, for your loved ones, and uh, the 365 ways that you can make yourself more resilient for living as we do each day with terrorist stress syndrome. So, in honor of all of those who died on 9-11 and all of those who loved them, and in honor of all of us who need to stay strong to make sure that uh, ourselves and our country live on and all around the world for those of people in all countries who don't want terrorism to invade their soil and who have to learn how to be more resilient. I hope that today's show has helped you and and is a good beginning on this sixth anniversary. So thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.